This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another special edition of the Beauty and the Beard AEW Weekly Roundup. This time, it is the review of Double or Nothing, uh, which happened this Sunday. Uh, This was a great AEW pay-per-view. This was a great wrestling show, pro wrestling show. It was Uh, long. Yes. (laughs) Uh, That's why I laughed when you said, uh, yeah, you got a three-hour pay-per-view to watch when you got home from your your outing. I'm like, dude, this is AEW. It's going to be 17 hours. I legit realized when we set off and I was just like, Oh, this isn't this isn't gonna be three hours. And then we got like I said to you, we got stuck in a load of traffic and I was just like, Oh, oh no. And that's why obviously we're recording this now because <laughs> I was just like, Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna be able to cram that much in and then yeah, like talk about it. I'm I mean I'm good, but I'm not that good. Yeah, our schedule did not work for no. recording it on Monday. So the, yeah, that's why we're recording this on Tuesday. Yes. Um but um, it was it was good. It was long. It was really long. But it, the pacing, though, I thought was mm. great. And to me, it flew by. Now it's I know one a lot of the of people, better pacing yeah. pay per views they've ever had. I thought so. I thought so. I heard some differing opinions of mine mm. and yours on Twitter, which is what you see, and that's cool. Everybody's got their own thing. Yeah. But to me, I tweeted out during the during the show. It was like I think an hour and a half had passed. It didn't feel like an hour and a half. Uh, no. It just flew by. So I thought it was really great, and I thought the crowd. Stayed pretty alive oh, throughout the show. I mean, for it to be the whole weekend there in Vegas. I mean, mm-hmm. there you had you had uh, Dynamite in Vegas, then you had a live um, Rampage in Vegas, and then Double or Nothing. So you had three shows in that town. Yeah. So a lot of people, uh, a lot of people went through all three shows, and they were still they were still up for it. So it was great, um, great yeah. crowd. Uh, enjoyed. I it. also remember I was watching it, and I was like, right, okay. I think we was like on to the second match. I was like. Right, okay. Um, how many matches? I was trying to work it out how many there was left. Yeah. And I looked on the timestamp, obviously, because I watch it after it's been out live. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, what, we're only, like, two <laughs> matches in. What, what is going on in my, like, I feel like this has, like, flown already. It's gone so fast. Yeah. And I just was like, well, the matches, and it was like, oh, this match. I was like, that's on as well. And then it just <laughs> kept forgetting what was meant to be on. And I was trying to work it out and i was just so tired as well like i've had a busy weekend yeah yeah <laughs> yep, you you've had a long one i've had a very long um, weekend well before we get into this full review uh i want to remind everyone to please follow us on twitter you can follow the channel at beauty x the beard you can follow me at let the beard play and you can follow sarah at strange underscore pixie yep yeah, you can also subscribe to the channel on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts at. You can also, if you have any questions for our shows in the future, you can send those questions to beautyxthebeard at gmail.com, or you can use the hashtag on Twitter, AskBXTB. Uh, and if you enjoy what we, do, what we do, if you like what we do, um, you don't have to pay us for it. You can just pay us in stars. Give us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. 
that would be much appreciated. We don't have a streaming service. No, no. We don't, <laughs> we don't have a Beauty and the Beard Plus or anything. Well. Uh, nothing like that. Um, so uh, <laughs> let's let's jump into this review. Before we get into the matches, though, I want to talk about the debuts because we did uh. have technically three debuts. One of those did not get a graphic, not that I'm aware of. Um, but the other two did. Athena, uh, formerly Ember Moon, made what her did? debut. In the same uh, segment, basically, uh, Stokely Hathaway, formerly Malcolm yep. Bivens, made his debut. What did you think about those two? Oh, I, it took me a while to realize who Stokely was. I was there going, I know you. Why do I know you? My, yeah. I, like I said, I was very tired. Um, yeah. I finally grasped what was going on. Um, and then obviously Athena and I literally, like, the little energy I had left, I jumped. Yeah. I was just yeah. so happy. And, like, she Man. looked so amazing and so, like, rejuvenated and full of confidence she, and stuff. So much energy coming down that Yeah, just the only thing oozing. I was getting about was afterwards is I wanted her to be at the... Um, like the press conference after pay-per-view. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, but obviously, like, I think Tony Khan has a lot going on. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, but he yeah did. I mean, I, I, she just looks phenomenal. And I love the fact that Jade could not hide her delight, even though she really, really tried. Yeah, yeah, because she was, she, was, she was grinning ear to ear uh, oh, yeah. when she saw her. Uh, yeah, it was, you could tell she was happy to see her, even though she's mm. going to be on the opposite side of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, uh, Athena is not joining the baddies. No, uh, she yeah, looked badass really, though. Yeah, <laughs> I was so excited to see her. Uh, Stokely Hathaway, though, opposite of you, as soon as I saw him come out, like I immediately, like I, I probably popped as hard for him coming out as I did for Athena. Yeah, uh, and, and and that's coming from someone who does not watch NXT. However, mm. I've seen so many clips of his shared on Twitter. Mm. Uh, is one of those personalities where you can tell they get the most out of the people they work with. Yeah. And, and I've heard so many people say, you know, I love smart Mark Sterling. Uh, yeah. and he's got, he's got other things he's doing, which is cool now, but I've heard so many people since Stokely Hathaway was um, released uh, and he was no longer going to sign. I think WB wanted to keep him, but he wanted to go elsewhere. Apparently yeah. here. Um, that a lot of people immediately said, oh, he's got to work with Jade. Got to work with Jade. And I think it kind of felt like it was going that way because her and Smart Mark were not seeing eye to eye recently. A mm. uh, little bit of uh, rifts happening, and that happened again during this match, uh, during her match. Mm. And, um, yeah, so when, when he came out, I went, wow, right now, that's cool. I thought maybe it would take yeah. a little while to get him here. I, I'm just – I think he's going to have, of the people that debuted, the most immediate impact even though he's not a wrestler just mm. because i think his personality of all the clips i've seen of him his personality is kind of pop off of that yeah. screen on dynamite rampage and wherever he's at i think he's gonna add so much to jade's act nothing against smart mark sterling i love that guy i think he's yeah. great and i think he did great with jade um but i think stokely out the way the one thing it's, it's, ne- J- it's next level now yeah the one thing with jade is when she was at the press conference she, they were like basically saying oh you know stokely's coming in all this and she's like yeah yeah so i've now got my baddies i've now got a manager and i now also have a lawyer so it's not like she's completely dropped true, well, Smart, true. Mark. Yeah. And the best thing i love to fact is that mjf is used <laughs> 
Andrade has used him as well at some point. Yeah. Jade's used him. Tony. He, he's like the worst lawyer <laughs> yeah, for the is. bad guys ever. He's such like a, a comic book villain type, loser type S thing. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting because like the guy's a wrestler, the guy's trained wrestler. Yeah. And um, I just love the fact that he, he, he ends up having clients who are like all like the heels. Yeah. But everything he does doesn't work, but people are still hiring him. Yeah. He, <laughs> I he's just like, love it. <laughs> he is, he's like the sea level supervillain. Yeah. But, but he's the lovable sea level supervillain. Yeah. You just, you know, when he pops up, you know, he's, he's the guy lose, that you feel a bit sorry good. for in the process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh. Uh, yeah, it's 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 good stuff. Brilliant. Good stuff. But the other uh, the other debut, which wasn't in the arena, was Roosh, who is being brought in by Andrade. Uh, I, and I, I can't tell for sure if this is the end of the Andrade family office, which I wasn't a huge fan of. Like the, the just <laughs> it's not uh, something that's going to be really noticed. <laughs> no, yes, it's not. It, it, it was a, it was like a rollover from the Hardy family office. Yeah. So you, you really wanted him to do his own thing. Yeah. It looks like it might be going that direction now with Roosh coming in with him. I'm not sure if they're going to be like a tag team or if he's starting a new stable or what. But either way, I, I, I've been talking, I've mentioned a few times, every time there's a Joker situation pop up, I'm like, I wonder if it's going to be Roosh. I mean, I brought him up in the past, but mm-hmm. I wasn't sure about his contract situation in AAA or, or what was going on with, with him. But now he's finally here. So we're all going to get to to see Roosh in AEW, and I'm I'm excited for that. I think the dude's a, a really great talent, and I'm, I'm interested to see how AEW use him, especially now with Andrade. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the matches. Uh, the uh, first one we're going to talk about is the what was the only buy-in match, and that was Hookhausen in their debut as a tag team defeating oh Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. How did you like this on the buy-in? This was your first buy-in. This is so my first buy-in first... that I've watched. And our first look at what Dan Housing can do in the ring, really, without just getting stomped out by Tony Nese that one yeah. time. Yeah. I still don't think we've seen exactly what Dan Housing can do. I think no. a lot has been saved back, which I also love because you don't want to, you know, like spill everything out on a buy-in. You want to save some of that. Yeah. Um, but I had so much fun with this. And it's crazy to think that I had so much fun with it because I'm not normally into that over kind of com- really over comedic things. Like it, it yeah. leans well into that. Um, I I just thought it was, I love the fact that Hook still like turned his back on everybody and still didn't acknowledge anything that was going on when he first arrived. Yeah. And then I love at the end, they did a little fist bump. Yeah. I think Taz has got an adopted kid. <laughs> And I, I do love how Hook is still playing it. He's playing it very straight. Yeah, he's like he's 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 the the, the, the tough guy there in this situation where um, Dan Housen is going to be the comedy. He's going to do his thing. Yeah, Hook Hook is kind of going to no sell any of it. I don't want to see him crack yeah. a grin or anything. Just keep yeah. a straight face. And when it's I mean, I don't with, know yeah, how he does it. Like, I yeah. don't either. Yes. <laughs> But I, th- I think it works. Uh, I think I think a lot of people were really worried about because Hook has been built up as just this, you know, machine who mm. who's just running through whoever he faces. Mm. And now we're sticking him with this comedy guy. But I think the odd couple thing works here. 
Yeah. At least, at least for a while. This is not going to be the end-all, be-all. No, but, it's not going to be the Hook's but, entire thing. But right now, I, I, I really, really like this. I think there's a, I think there's a lot of uh, longevity, a, a bit of longevity with this. Yeah. Uh, uh, like to, I to said, see. though, like previously, I definitely see something where, like, Hook tries to bring Dan Housen in with Team's house, and there's going to be a bit of, like, conflict and that type of stuff happening there. But mm-hmm. I also still love the fact that what I said originally was, Dan Housen's that little nerd at school that everybody picks on. But yeah. he's Hook's little nerd and no one he's... picks on him. Yep. Exactly. And I just love that so much. And it's it's being played out really well. Also the fact that Hook's younger than him is just such a weird <laughs> yeah. like yeah. thing. And I just I just feel like Tazariki and Hobbs are like sat around at this table and Hook brings in Dan Housen and they're just like, Are you serious? And it just like Hook just knows Housen sits down and Dan Housen starts talking and then Ricky's just like, huh? I could just like in kayfabe, I can 100% imagine it and it makes me all happy. <laughs> oh, this is this is good. I'm I'm excited to see where it goes or where, where it goes and I'm I'm really yeah. I'm, hope, I'm hoping it leads to some type of feud with Team Taz um, mm. soon. I really want to see something happen well, Hook between choose daddy or his friend. Yeah, I want to see something special with Ricky Starks and Hook. Uh, I, want to see, I, want, I want that a FTW Ricky title. Starks match against Danhausen. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. When Danhausen is Ricky, Ricky's like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still me. <laughs> I'm still sassy. I'm still so sassy. All right. Uh, this was probably, you know, not even probably. This was the most talked about match. Why though? Show. It was yeah. talked about beforehand, then it kind of went insane. Wow. And I was actually trying not to get involved in this on Twitter on the Sunday because I was like, I can't. But I was literally just like drawn to it. And I was away with all these friends and stuff. And they're like, Are you all right? I'm going, Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. And just like yeah. reading through, I'm going, what the hell's going on? Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and what we're talking about is Wardlow versus MJF. And if you didn't guess, yes, uh, the, it was the first match on the card, and when I saw that, I went, "Oh, okay, he's got to be showing up." And the reason it was in question, if you don't follow all of this, uh, was that MJF during uh, what was supposed to be his meet and greet did yeah. not show up. Nope. Uh, he no showed that, and it was reported by Sean Ross Sapp that a uh, plane ticket had been purchased uh, by someone. It wasn't said it was by MJF or if it was purchased by Tony Khan or anybody in AEW necessarily, but a plane ticket was purchased for, MJ- for MJF out uh-huh. of town, right? Yep. So, to the East Coast. Was he going to leave? Uh, that was the question. Was he gone? And he apparently he wasn't in the building until right before the show, yeah. um, because I was keeping up with all that, and he wasn't in the building supposedly. And so many people were like, "Is this a is this a work? Is this a shoot? Is this real?" Because mm. the thing is, MJF is so good at what he does, yeah. you don't know what's going on with him. No. And look, it's a, and the thing is, people get upset. I've seen it on Twitter with, "I can't, I can't believe they might be working us. I can't, you know." I can't believe I fell for this or whatever, or you know, because because yeah. by the way, MJF did show up. So oh yeah, hundred percent. Immediately, people were like, "I can't believe they would do that, like work us that way." If it was a work, 
and it may not have been. Who knows? That's the cool thing. Yeah. But it's a, but the thing is, it's okay to get worse. It's okay. Oh, there's no, there's nothing wrong with being like misled in a way. It's in like a story. it's like when you're watching a movie and there's a plot twist, even yeah, if you didn't expect it. It's fun. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's. A, I want to be worked. I, yeah. I don't. I don't want to know every point of wrestling, isn't it? I don't want to know everything that's gonna happen, just what? like it's gonna happen. But he did show up. Did show up, and he got squashed. He got <laughs> absolutely <laughs> annihilated. But what? I want to say, he, I, whatever's happening is happening. Like we do not know the ins and outs of it. No, we do. And not. whatever happens, obviously MJF will make the right decision. Him. Tony Khan will make the right decision for AEW, and that is that. But at the end of the day, the fact that MJF still turned up yes. and he still, you know, worked a match, absolutely. Like, if you hadn't have known any of that had gone on previously, you wouldn't have said there might have been an issue because yeah. he was absolutely, like, he was really good in it. And I just love the fact that he yeah. went to get the ring and Wardlow and Bryce are standing over him like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> are you serious right now? Like, we know your stuff. <laughs> so good. And he did the whole airplane move when he got there yeah. too. The little thing just as a as a nod to the uh, the reports. Um, yeah. And I, look, he took ten power bombs from. Right. from I think it was ten. Yeah. Um, and I I heard people complain on Twitter about this too. Like, oh, they're squashing him because of the whole <sighs> no show and all that stuff. Look, this is kind of how I think a lot of people envision this going anyways. Yeah. If if I knew nothing about what happened with the no-show and the plane ticket and all that and just watch this, mm. this is how I would I would have thought this was naturally how yeah. it was supposed to happen. Because he, he, it's, it, Warlow had been trying to get his hands on him forever, mm-hmm. uh, and he wasn't able to. If it did not pay off this way, it would it would have been disappointing. If it yeah. did not pay off this way, one hundred percent. I think it it was always going to go this way. This was he was punishment. never going to get like fifty fifty like no offensive defensive stuff against Wardlow. Yeah, it was yeah. never meant to be. Wardlow has literally like for near three years been doing this guy's dirty work, and yeah. he's literally had enough, yeah. and he's gone through X, Y, and Z to get to this point. And then, even if you want to add in the fact that he decided to try and not show up, you would be really mad by that point. So, yeah. of course, he's going to, like, you know, almost throw him through the ring into the ground. It makes sense. The only thing that we've now got to look at is the fact that MJF went off on a stretcher and everything. You've kind of got to think there's... Mm. It may not have gone that far if yeah. everything, like, that is happening is happening. But the fact that everything is happening that is happening, it might be where that gives him and Tony Khan and AEW that space they need yeah. to work out whatever they have to work out. But also from reports, MGF was still in Vegas after yeah. um, everything. Heard- um, and on the press conference someone asked Tony Khan about the MJF situation and he said that he wasn't going to comment on it but he had a lot to think about so interesting interesting times he's not giving anything away no obviously MJF has not said anything yes so it's one of those where you've got to wait but I think you 
I think it's one person, as in MGF and Tony Khan, it's their issue. It's not an AEW issue. It's yeah. the issue between two people and a contract. Well, and here's it. the thing. If, if, it, I don't, if it was a work, I don't think it was a, it wasn't a work by Tony Khan or by AEW. No. It was MJF just working everybody because that's MJF. But if, if let's say afterwards MJF met with Tony Khan and told him like, Hey dude, I'm just, I'm just working everybody. That's mm-hmm. what I'm doing. It's part of my character. Tony Khan can't come to the press conference yeah. and go, Hey, I talked to MJF, everybody. It's all it right. was just a work. Calm down, everybody. Yeah, it was yeah. just a work. It's just, he can't do that. So th- the fact that he says no comment about it doesn't tell me, oh, man, they're they're definitely having issues they're trying to work out. It, it literally could. <laughs> no, and that's the way it should be. I don't yeah. want Tony co- coming to the press conference telling me it's a work. I don't, I don't want to know all the cogs behind the scenes. No, no, don't tell me everything, especially if it's going to pertain to to his character yeah. story. That would be doing MJF a disservice. So Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I'm cool. But I think cool his contract technically is up. Beginning of January 2024. Yes. Uh, so yep. he's still got a bit to go on the contract, but that literally mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything in AEW yep. because yep. Tony Khan isn't Vince McMahon. Nope. <laughs> no, he definitely is not. Um, you can tell by that press conference. Mm-hmm. Definitely is not. The dude is passionate. Oh, my uh, goodness. Um, he went off on one. It was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, go go check out that press conference. Oh, seriously, and I haven't watched the CM Punk bit. Yeah, definitely watch that bit. That that first that first fifteen twenty minutes uh, gets gets wild. MJ, I mean, uh, (laughs) CM Punk was having to calm him down. CM Punk is there going, uh, okay, okay, bit awkward. (laughs) All right, all right, buddy, calm down. Uh, So, the next match was the Hardys defeating the Young Bucks. Yeah, it was. This was, in my opinion, uh, a tale of two matches. Like it was, uh, yeah. The, the first half, I was, oh, man, you know, it felt sluggish a little bit, mm. especially from the Hardy side. Yeah. Um, Jeff had the issue with the boot that I, I could not take my eyes off of. <laughs> Once his boot, like you could, it was unstrapped or something, and you could uh. see it. I was bugging me, man. All I kept seeing was like somehow fix the boot, fix the boot. <laughs> it was just, it was in my head. I'm like, the boot's going to slip off or something. But anyways, the second half of the match, though, it really picked up and it, it, it hit another level to me in the second half. So it redeemed itself. By the end, it felt like the Hardys Young Bucks should have felt. Um, but the Hardys did pick up the win. And what did you think about this match? What were your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with you on the two halves type of thing. The thing I think is, the books are obviously younger than the hard. <laughs> Believe it or not. True story. True, True story. story. You get the hard hitting facts on this podcast. I know. Folks. You you get the absolute truth. Um, but look, I love Matt and Jeff. They will always be my complete and utter gateway to wrestling. Mm. They will always be, you know, my god tier tag team. There's nothing that will change that. I just think if they're going to do another, you know, in quotes, dream match, they really should kind of make it a bit more gimmicky where they can hide some of the, you mm. know, telltale signs that they've been in this business a while. Um, yeah. it's, I feel kind of bad for the books in a way, and I never thought I'd say that phrase. But it's like they had their dream match with FTR. That didn't exactly go over great. 
they've had this dream match with the Hardys. It's not exactly been received greatly. It, it's one of them things that I think, as as wrestling fans mm-hmm. of like you know these great tag teams that you've always wanted to see them face each other, and you know it's it's one of them things that you want to happen. I think as a collective of people as fans, we put a lot of pressure on the wrestlers and in turn then they put a lot of pressure on themselves to deliver yeah. these dream matches that everybody wants to see. The problem mm-hmm. is with this one was it was probably about 10 to 15 years late for that to happen from the hardy side of things. Um, yeah. It's a shame because you, you can see them trying to recapture that early 2000s magic and it is there because they're so endeared by fans the problem is is the bodies just aren't there and it's not because you know they've let themselves go but the amount of bumps these guys have taken especially jeff yeah he's gonna have some issues he's gonna you know look at kenny omega like the guy was wrestling non-stop and was legit injured in many ways and Jeff's been wrestling like at a high octane from a very yeah. young age. So he's gonna have issues. And I just think that these types of matches need to kind of be a bit more a bit not exactly like how the Sting and Derby match was with Hobbs and Starks, but sort of a bit more kind of driven by the younger side of yeah. The match, and I think that's the maybe the problem with the Hardys, and I still think I still think you can do good to great matches with them, yeah. Especially especially if you keep them shorter. Um, mm-hmm. But the the difference between the Hardys and like you mentioned, I was thinking the same thing before you said it. Sting and Darby is mm-hmm. that Sting and Darby, you have a younger guy and an older guy in that yeah. tag team. With the Hardys, you got two older guys. Yeah. So you've got two two grizzled veterans, and you don't yeah. have the young guy to tag in and let him do a, a ton of the work, yeah. and then tag if he could just you know Darby tag Jeff in for a couple of spots, kind of mm. like what they do with Sting. It keeps Sting looking strong. Mm. Uh, where when you have Jeff in the ring or Matt, either one in the yeah. ring for a lengthy amount of time, it exposes the fact that okay, these guys are getting winded. Yeah. You know, um, and it, it still it, it scares me every time I see Jeff climb up a ladder or like when he jumped off the top rope onto the steps. Yeah. I was I, can't, yeah. I mean I was I audibly my wife was like what are you doing I was like no 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 my, no my, no, my no, toes no, literally curled no, no. and I was screaming Jeff get down get down now <laughs> but I, I tell you he landed that perfectly though it yeah, was exactly. good he literally hit it perfectly rolled up right onto his feet and I went okay that was as good as you could have uh, you know that's great yeah he still he still got it it's mm. just. The bumps worry me more than they did in the past. So, I also um, know that from what he's when he's had like little vignettes on BT and on AW itself and Dynamite, he's basically trying to write the end of his WWE career yeah. and rewrite it in AW. And I a hundred percent understand that. And yeah. you you're one of the most like iconic wrestlers ever. Yeah. Of, like Generally, like he's in the same like a lot of people outside of wrestling know about the Hardys, yeah, and he's in that stratosphere of like some of the Good. greats, big following, exactly. Yeah. But he and he wants to end his career and his legacy 
on good terms, on his terms. On his terms. Yeah. And not feeling like he's been overlooked and kind of, you know, forgotten about in the back. I understand that. But I also think he needs to think about the longevity of his actual body. Body, yep, yep. And I just think going forward, matches need to be a bit more kind of creative and a bit mm-hmm. probably shorter in time, you know, like some tricks yep. and stuff like that. Like, you, you know, yep. you know is there, but it's kind of hidden at the same time. Yeah. Just because I wouldn't want to see his career end with something bad happening. Yep, me either. I want to see it where he walks out. Stay safe. fine. And the same thing with Matt as well. I mean, they're both crazy, but I think Jeff's always been that one that's just slightly more crazy. Yeah, just a little more crazy. Just a tiny bit. Um, The next match was Jade successfully defending her TBS title against Anna Jay. How did you like this match? We've already talked about what happened afterwards, so we we know all that. But this match alone, how did you, how did you like it? Jade's phenomenal, absolutely. She is. I I still cannot believe she's only been doing this what a year. Mm-hmm. It it's ridiculous. Um, Anna Jay, I will always love her because she's fantastic, and I love the throwback that she did. She like did have first... the old, the yeah. old, uh, the I forgot what her gimmick was yeah, at the time. It was something sh- shooting star or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Superstar or something. But um, no, it was a it was a great match, and I think we sort of knew that Jade wasn't going to drop it. <laughs> no, no, this was and and now yeah, I think we no know surprise. why. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was a good match, and I really want, I really want. Anna J to kind of, you know, carry on working forward and to get to that point very, yeah. very soon. But at the moment, it is it's it's Jade's it's Jade's world right now, and it is. I mean, I think there's only one person that's going to stop her. It is, and, and it, it's her, her continuing to improve in the ring, and now with uh, Stokely Hathaway as as uh, an added mouthpiece. And I'd say an added because she's 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 getting even better on the mic too. Yeah, she really is um, coming across with a ton of confidence. Uh, I yeah. think she 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 knows her character and plays it very well. I just mm. think I think Stokely added is is next level. So I think, yeah, uh, she's, I also, she's, this is an awesome act. I also want to say I love how the fact that. Like a year ago, Red Velvet looked so innocent, and now she looks like she can literally kill you with a look. Yes, I mean, talk about character transformation—that's ridiculous. And I'm glad you brought her up, her and um, Kira Hogan, because they're yeah. the, the the main two baddies that are yeah. with Jade. Um, I think Stokely is going to do so much for those two as well. Yeah, I think that is going to be because uh, Jade doesn't need it as much. Um, but I think he's going to add so much to those two yeah. where, where people are going to take them a lot more seriously now. I also so. think this is very interesting in relation to the women's division. They are definitely putting resources into that division. Yeah. And what I also think is quite interesting, and I know we've like said this, that, and the other about the women's division, mm-hmm. but I don't think people would be joining AEW and the women's division 
if stuff wasn't happening. Yeah, there you're right. The resources are being put there. Um, just as we've talked about, I just I, we both want to see the creative side. Yeah, uh, the creative juices to be to be put into those those stories uh, going yeah. forward because the, the resources are there. You got the pieces in place. Uh, let's uh, let's let's. And let's also, take a some... lot of a lot of the women's talent was kind of fairly fresh faced and bushy tailed when all this started. Yes, there yeah. wasn't that many. If you want, you know, Ve- veterans, veterans or long service wrestlers mm-hmm. in it. Where with the men's side, there was loads. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and now it's... I, I, I know you can kind of like, you know, pluses and negatives on each side, but I definitely yeah. think they're now getting to the point where everything's balancing up, surely. And hopefully, yeah. and I keep saying this every year, hopefully yeah. we're going to get to a point where, you know, everything is um, all rosy. Yep. Um, all right, now let's talk about your uh, one of your favorite groups in AEW, the House of Black. My golf boys. Yes, they defeated Death Triangle. This was no of surprise, <laughs> but there was a nice little surprise, and that was Julia Hart joining the House of Called Black. It, y'all. <laughs> yes. Um, what did you think about all this? Oh, I screamed the house down. <laughs> I was so happy. As soon as she turned up, I was like, yes, I knew it. She's all gothy. Um, <laughs> she's, so she's all gothy. She's all gothy. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. This match was yep. amazing. House of Black are absolutely ridiculous. Malachi Black, every time I see him, I just can't get over how much WWE did not utilize this guy at all. The same thing with Buddy Matthews. I mean, mm-hmm. that guy is an absolute tank of a man. Like, yeah. I can't believe that's the same guy that was in WWE. Um, yeah. It's just ridiculous. The phenomenal, and I think they added Julia Hart, is another thing that I'm saying is a good thing for the women's division. It makes sense. Um, yes. Yep. And to everybody comparing Julia Hart... Well, here we go. Bliss. Here we go. She doesn't have spooky <laughs> powers. She isn't carrying a doll, and she's not dressed up like a twelve-year-old to cater towards weird people. She, she just spits on people. Okay. She's just spat some black goo to blind Pack again. <laughs> yep. Pack's going to go over Labrador next week. <laughs> this, this match. And I know you, you may disagree. I know you like this match. I love this uh, but match. I know there's another match you may have liked even more. But this was my match of the night. This is my second match of the night. Yeah. This I I look and I was I was I thought the match was gonna be great. It was just so much better than I really had and I should have known it was gonna be as as amazing as it was to me. But I I just this is the one I'm planting my flag with. And look, with this match. I kept thinking, and I talked about it on Twitter during during the show, that I, I won't just give me a month of singles, various singles mm. matchups with those six guys. Because you've got yeah. four to five star matches every time with different variations, man. Um, mm. I mean, come on. Let's 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 do it. Let's let's do that, please. Oh. Give me give me Pack and Buddy Matthews. That right there. 
Give me trio titles on them guys now. Yes. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that makes you want those trios. And I want them to be black. (laughs) I want them to be black straps. (laughs) Solid black goth belts. Yeah. Uh, With like little pointy horns and stuff. The trios division is going to be insane when we get this. This company's ridiculous with this stuff. Yep. Um, so after after this, after it's weird, after Julia Hart made this uh, this transformation complete, we got into the Owen Hart Cup tournament finals. Yes, and it was Adam Cole in the first bye, match, bye. defeating Samoa Joe to become the men's winner of the Owen Hart tournament, uh, with a little help from Bobby Fish. <laughs> How did you like this Cole versus Joe matchup? Do you know what? Yes. I liked it, but as soon as I saw Adam Cole in pink, I knew exactly what was happening. So I was just kind of like, oh, that's just telegraph that. So <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Um, you yeah, know, I it, never it was, even thought good. about that. I didn't, exactly. it, it didn't Did you know it's Britt no. was also in pink and she also yes. won? Yes, I, it didn't click with me. Somebody mentioned that on Twitter and, and I didn't, it didn't click until they were both standing up there getting their, their, yeah. their belts and I went, Oh, yeah. As soon as I saw Adam calling pink and Samoa Joe in Samoa His Joe, stuff, stuff, yeah. um, I was like, huh. Yep. That kind of took away the excitement of the matches, but not the wholesome of what it was for. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a, it was a great match. It, it, it was, was a great it was match. A match. It just wasn't just, something just, that I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, I never expected that." Yeah, there's no <laughs> no surprises other than the fact that we didn't have a the big twelve foot tall uh, <laughs> satin scene coming out. I thought that was going <laughs> to happen during this, so that was the only surprise for me. Uh, Bobby Fish was the only interference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of thought we were going to have a little more interference in order to have Samoa Joe be defeated in this but no uh, I think they wanted to keep it as kind of clean as possible for the fact of what it was yeah true and and I I appreciate that I was just a little surprised by it Mm. I just thought there would be uh, I was was ready I was anticipating more interference so it wouldn't have bothered me quite as much now on the women's side as we alluded to Britt Baker defeated Ruby Soho uh, to to win the, the women's Owen Hart tournament finals I was surprised by this. I, I mean, yeah. I shouldn't have been. I shouldn't have been as surprised considering Britt was wearing pink. I just yeah. didn't connect the dots there. Yeah. I was thinking Ruby was going to pull this out the whole time, but she didn't. Um, I feel like they kind of wanted to um, lead us down a dead end path because Britt got. Apparently, her guitarist now that works for Fosco, because yeah. um, yeah. the guy is always there when it's Brit, and he really likes to take the show. Um, yes, which I yes. mean, he's a he's a guitarist, so that's normal. Oh man! The, um, I, look, and I said during tw- during the show on Twitter, and this is a true story. That's what I look like playing Guitar Hero. That's me. <laughs> I am killing it on Guitar Hero. I am all around <laughs> the room. And my wife's got the phone out trying to video me. I'm just, I'm just go crazy, man. I get into it. Um, but then, obviously, like I don't look so, that cool, but yeah. <laughs> go ahead. So we, so obviously, you're like, oh right, well, Britt's got this one guitarist, <laughs> yeah. and then 
Ruby Soho comes out with rancid. She said, I got a like, man. You're like, well, obviously, Ruby Soho is me. It's rancid. Like, all of a sudden, I was watching wrestling, but also at a punk gig. I was yeah. like, this is ridiculous. And then the fact that she didn't win, I was just like, but you had rancid. <laughs> you, you, you got rancid for the fact that and you, you paid rancid to do this yeah. but she didn't it makes no sense yeah and, and <laughs> I th- when i saw rancid playing and i was like well okay just like you like she's definitely yeah. winning now because you know we saw when uh the lucha brothers won the tag titles they got yeah. that huge entrance you know they got wrapped yeah. out of the ring and everything and i'm like oh okay they're they're winning it <laughs> like they got the big yeah. so uh, you kind of got the same feeling but they swerved just completely with this uh she lost and also, it was always if Adam Cole was going to win, it was always yes. going to be Britt Baker. Um, I but, I get it, but I you just get the, hope you get you get the power couple. You yeah, know they're going to you know they're going to do it. They're going. I do just it. hope they're not going to do it. They're going to do it. No, because we've already got Sammy and Ty. We don't need no, anymore. They're going to do it. No, definitely. Um, on the good side for Ruby, I'm trying to think of a silver lining here because uh, there was a lot built into the fact that she was there for change. She wanted. To, to vanquish Britt Baker. She hasn't been able to do it. She wanted change in that division. She was going to be that change. And there was a lot of a lot of build to that. And I was, man, I thought it was done well in the video packages and stuff they did for her. The the, the pre-show, not the pre-show, but the uh, the road to whatever. Mm. They, I forgot what it was called for, for, the, for the pay-per-view. I thought that was, the package was very well done and really got me into that. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be great when Ruby wins this. Mm. She, she didn't. So, with that, does the change in her character happen now? Because the way she was doing things, it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. So, is this where we get the hill turn now? Is this, is this the catalyst for talking? Hill Ruby will be kind of cool. So, yeah. do we get this now because of the disappointment? I think it's really interesting because when she had the match against Chris Statlander, you obviously get to this bit with Britt, mm-hmm. the crowd sort of turned on her. Yeah. They weren't happy. Yeah. And during this match, it seemed like they were sort of with Ruby, but they were a bit unsure. They were more behind her than, the, than in the Chris Statlander match. They, yeah. they, got, they got back for her in this match a little so, bit. So I definitely think the whole change thing is a possibility. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if that happens, where she aligns herself with, um, yeah, yeah, because Chris is obviously a friend and all that type of stuff. So I'm, I'm just, I'm one of those that I'm a bit like, I don't want to jump the gun on what's to happen. Because yeah, I, I really have zero idea right now. I see it more as you remember when Darby was losing. So yeah, like you know, and he was just he started getting a little chip on his shoulder, and he was getting frustrated, and started getting a lot more aggressive. Mm. I I, kind of see it more as that, where she maybe she becomes a complete loner, to where she doesn't want friends. You know, she wants she's just frustrated, and you can see that, and that becomes part of her character, Mm. much like it was with Darby. But where Darby didn't lean fully into the Hill character necessarily, I would like her to go a little further than Darby did. That same that same kind of story and that same character change, but just take it 
a little step further where she becomes a little more sadistic than Darby. I know that sounds yeah. crazy. I think that would, uh, that's kind of what I want to see. And I know we don't want to completely anticipate things and then be disappointed if it doesn't go that way, but that's kind of where I'm thinking. Um, on Adam Cullen, Britt Baker, I know you're like, please no, please no power couple. But I had a, a conversation on Twitter during this whole thing with a guy named Peter White. I, we talk back and forth on Twitter occasionally. And, and he brought up the fact that he's like, okay, uh, Britt's going to win and you're going to have him and Adam Cole. And that means Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae are going to debut tonight. And, you know, that's, you got this mm-hmm. couple and then you got this other couple that's out there. And there's history there with Gargano and, and Cole, so that's what's going to happen. It didn't happen because, and I think that was the right move because you got, it, 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 assuming Gargano and Candice Ray would want to come in, by the way. I don't know that. Yeah. But nobody knows that except for them and Tony Khan, maybe. Um, but uh, when they were doing the presentation of the belts with, with Martha Hart, which was, which was really cool. Um, yeah. That would have been a weird time for that to happen. So that was yeah. not the moment because – Britt and Adam Cole seem like baby faces up there getting the old the, the belts because the belts look yeah. great. But I know they're they're in LA this Wednesday. That is a big show, and there's not a ton announced for that show. Typically, you get a lot more announcements that are going to happen there. I do know. Uh, well, I heard that the TBS executives were going to be at this show, so you know yeah, Tony Khan wants to put on a big show. So if Britt and Adam Cole come out to gloat. I would not be surprised if that you do see a huge debut like Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae to confront Adam Cole and um, Britt Baker at that show because, again, there's not a ton announced. So a big surprise for that show, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I just called it a surprise. And I know you're not crazy about the couples thing, uh, but it might make for interesting television there. I, I generally don't think that will happen. It may not. Um, it may not. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying I, I, I don't think it will because the Owen Hart stuff is just a tournament. It's nothing to be defended. There's no reason no. to kind of, you know, start a feud with. And also, I think Johnny Gargano and Cannon Ray are still kind of baby mode. Yeah. At the moment, I I generally, and also because we had debuts at Double Nothing, I don't see any debuts at um, LA. But it's not to say that something won't happen. I just don't, I generally don't think the Owen Hart thing is going to be used as a wrestling prop slash gimmick. I think it's just going to be one of them tournaments a bit like, you know, what Andre the Giant one is and all that type yeah. of stuff. I think it's going to be one of them that you get to win it and you have that yeah. for the year and then the tournament comes around again and it starts again. Somebody else is going to get it. But, yeah, and I do, where it's a little, I'd say it's a little different than the, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal uh, that they have over in WWE is that with this, they're actual belts. So I mm. do think they're going to wear those belts all year. Uh, I don't. I don't see Britt Baker winning this belt and just not wearing it. It's not going to be defended, but like it's it's something to wear. It's not like a. If it was just the cup, it would be different. Like, hey, we're going to get we got the cup. Yay! We may bring it out a couple times, and you won't see it. I kind of see them wearing the belts. If it's not all the time, they're going to wear them some. I could be wrong though. Uh, American Top Team. 
Your your favorite. This is probably your favorite oh. match of the night, right? No. <laughs> America Top Team defeated Sammy, Ty, and Frankie Kazarian. And with that, good news though, Sammy and uh Kaz, neither one can challenge for the TNT title again. So we don't we're not gonna have Sammy. They can't challenge Scorpio Sky. Yes, I'm sorry, they can't challenge Scorpio Sky for the title again. So we're not gonna see that matchup again. Um that's a plus. Uh, but how did you like this match? Specifically, I want to hear what you think about Paige Van Zandt's debut. I wasn't that enthralled with what she did. Yeah. And that sounds harsh as hell. Yeah. But the the time she got in the ring was very, very limited. Yeah. And yeah. the moveset was very limited. Now, that's not to say I'm saying she's going to be a rubbish wrestler. I'm just saying the fact that she came out on a pay-per-view to do this. I expected a bit more. Yeah. Um, then again, it, it, I, I don't know what her training's been or anything like that. Um, yeah. And I can't wrestle, so I can't really say anything. <laughs> um, what I will say, though, was if I, if I was Paige Van Zandt and I was in front of Tyconi, I would have just punched her in the mouth at one point. <laughs> yeah. I was just getting just like, I look, Ty's amazing. I'm not, I'm, again... Same with the Cody thing. I'm not going for the person, going for the character. I can't stand what she's doing right now. I miss the sweet, wholesome tie with, you know, like yeah. Brody Lee Jr. and all this type of stuff. I miss that. Um, yeah, I also cool. don't understand <laughs> why Sammy Guevara has to stick his tongue down her throat every five seconds. <laughs> I, I, I don't like seeing tongues in exchange of saliva. <laughs> that often and you know it's not my thing um and also why did kaz give up and then get back in the ring that makes no sense i was a little confused with that too he, he, he he's the one that took the panda to end the match right yeah yeah I, I think he was if i'm remembering correctly so yeah he was i'm done no i'm not I'll i leave. just i just don't i just don't understand um it was all a bit of a mess, to be honest with you. The whole Sammy kicking, tying the face. Oh. Yeah. I, yeah. It's one of them. It is what it was. And now I just want to move on. Yes. But I will say, I love the fact that Ty came out as Maleficent. Yeah, the, cool. yeah. Their look was <laughs> their look was great. It looked like uh, Maleficent and uh, the Count from Sesame Street. Yeah. <laughs> I also <laughs> love the fact that Ty literally doesn't care and she just gets in everybody's face. Yeah. I mean, she is a feisty woman and I love that. I just I I can't I know I can't stand what the situation is in. <laughs> I know people hate right now at hating on these characters that Sammy and Ty have. I still think there's potential there. I'm a, I'm I know I'm in the minority on this one. Uh, because I don't think there's anybody out there that's just like cheering on Sammy and Ty. And I'm not cheering them on. I just think there's there's still potential in that act if it's. I just don't see if, where if, it's going. If it's tightened up just a bit, I mean, you know, I, it just, yeah. I just don't see where yeah. it can go from here. I, I don't see a direction at oh, yeah. all, and and yeah. that might be the fact that there isn't one at the moment. Like we don't yeah. know what's happening. Exactly. But I just I just don't see what the point is right now. And back to Paige Van Zandt for just a minute, because I know she's a focal point of this match to have been her debut. And like you were saying, she looked very green in the ring. Mm. Um, 
that's coming from somebody who has zero wrestling training as well, just like yes. you. Um, so it's, that's not like I can critique it a ton, considering I don't do it. But what it reminds me of, though, and this is a, this is a good thing, it reminds me of Jade's first match in a way, because Jade um, she picked things up a lot pretty quickly uh, later on. But that first match she had, which was the mixed tag match with um, Shaq and with Cody and Brandy, that was her first match, right? It wasn't yeah. Brandy. It was Red Velvet. I mean, sorry, Red Velvet. Red Velvet. It was going to be Brandy, but it ended up being Red Velvet. You're right. Her, her time in the ring was limited, much like Paige Van Zant's was here. And at that time, probably she may have had more wrestling training than what Paige Van Zant has. Saying that, we saw how quickly Jade picked up on things and how where she's at now. So... I say revisit this in a year and they'll see where Paige Van Zandt is because if she puts in the work much like Jade did, we may look back differently uh, uh, once once Paige Van Zandt has some time and, and gets her feet a little more wet because this was her first wrestling match. So not going to be too hard on her here, but she did look very green. But there's still a silver lining when you look at, at how far somebody like Jade has come now. Uh, so uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, surprisingly – defeated Darby did not see this coming whatsoever and it was it was a clean clean win for Kyle O'Reilly right uh yeah it was what did you think about this now and I thought this really didn't have a ton of story going in but I I was wrong Kyle O'Reilly was they're blaming him for Sting's injury Sting's out right now with an injury and that's that's why this match came about I thought it was just kind of thrown in there and it kind of felt like it was didn't have a whole lot of story behind it uh, but that's that's why it was here. So I wanted to point that out. I did kind of criticize it having no reason for being here. Um, but it was a good match. But what do you think about Kyle Raleigh's victory? Sorry, cut you off. There. Um, <laughs> I generally wasn't that enthralled with this. Mm-hmm. I I really didn't see the point yeah. of why this was on a pay per view where it was. To be honest with you, that could have been on the buy in. True. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. And it's really weird for me not to enjoy a Derby match or a Kyle O'Reilly match, to be honest with you. But I just thought it was a very, very loose as to why it was happening. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not a fan of, we'll just kind of put this here and we'll just loosely link it to this and it'll be completely fine. Uh, That's not what I expect from Derby matches. Yeah. There's normally a lot of depth into them and a lot of build. And I get mm-hmm. there might have been something planned um, with regards to Darby Sting. Probably Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. I understand that. But it could have been on the buy-in or it could have been on Dynamite. It could have been on Rampage. But I don't see why it was on the pay-per-view where it was. 100% agree. It did not feel like a pay-per-view worthy match. Especially after it-, it followed the whole... Yeah. Like, Sammy Ty thing as well. Yeah. Like, uh, it was just like, ugh. Uh, but that being said, I think they killed it in the ring. They put on an awesome match. And I think it would have been a lot more well-received had it not been on a pay-per-view. And like you said, been, I think it would have been highlighted more as how great of a match it was had it been um, on Rampage or Dynamite. She mm. said, yeah. Um. Uh, and then we're moving on to the women's title match. Thunder Rosa successfully defended her women's title, women's world title against uh, Serena Deeb. What did you think of this match? This was really good. 
and I'm going to say it was really good because we sort of knew where it was going. So I, yeah, I'm one of these people that if it's a really good match, it's a really good match. It's a really great match. You can't take that away from me. But when you sort of kind of can see the foretold ending and the result, I kind of get a little bit taken out of it. Um, So, yeah, that's one thing with the wrestling that, like, the way I view it, is if if a match is, like, a 9 out of 10, but I can see the end of it, it drops probably, like, 1.5 stars to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not to say the match was horrid or anything. It's just that bit of suspense that's yeah. there kind of gets taken away a bit. I can I can forgive them a little more if even if I know who is going to win this match or a match like this. If the build is good enough, if the story mm. is good enough, yeah. Um, like like Warlow and MJF, we yeah. knew Warlow was going to win that match. But the story was there. The build was there to where mm. it didn't matter. It was going to be entertaining regardless because uh, of how the story was being told. With this one, there wasn't enough of a story to, yeah. to really make it uh, really anticipated or uh, or anything like that, even though, even with the Snow and Thunder Rose is going to win it. That being said, the match was what we thought it was going to be. It was a great match mm. between the two. But as you said, without when you know somebody's going to win it and the story is not there, it's just, it, it's hard to really fully invest into this match. But that being said, they killed it. I, you know, we knew they were going to have a great match. Yeah. Um, okay. Jericho Appreciation Society defeated the Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Santana and Ortiz. This was my favorite thing of the night, <laughs> despite the result. Oh, one, I thought you were saying Jericho winning was your favorite thing no, of the night. Okay, one, I misunderstood. Jericho Appreciation decided to come out as Backstreet Boys from 2000, <laughs> which is ridiculous. That as was soon, great. As soon as I saw him, I was just like, my fire, the one desire. And then when like <laughs> they turned around, I was like, how could this get any more boy band is ridiculous. Look. Then comparison to them mocks Eddie, Brian Danielson, Santana Ortiz entering. It's I like was contrast. just like, wow. oh, I just love the complete and utter contrast. And then the fact that Mox's music kept playing throughout. <laughs> the whole oh, thing. I was literally beside myself. Until Jericho that, went and tore up the, the soundboard. And yeah. Stop. I love the fact that the cameraman couldn't keep up. The audience oh. were legit losing their mind. Mox didn't yeah. even have time to take off his jacket. I mean, <laughs> um, this is, yeah. That, the fact that, um, like, <laughs> Matt and Hard looked like he'd, you know, was in the Carrie movie. I was just drenched. <laughs> Um, Daddy then, Magic was bloody. Oh, dude. And then the fact that then all of a sudden Daniel Garcia is dragging Eddie Kingston by a belt around his neck. I know. Um, <laughs> Mox gets Jericho on a mobility scooter. Which wouldn't um, go. It wouldn't, they couldn't which get which it going. Which I thought was great. Santana and Ortiz were just like jumping off ladders, just the hell of it. And then Eddie <laughs> Kingston 
ends up with Daniel Garcia in what you guys call an elevator, but it's a lift. Yes. Um, <laughs> for some random reason. And they were focused on like the ring a lot. Yeah. And I was just like, right, so my cars have got it because like everybody else is kind of out of here. Like you've got Danielson, you've got Mox, they're here. Then you've got Hager and Jericho. Well, obviously, you know. Yeah. And I love the part that Brian Danielson went, and this is the part where it kicks in that <laughs> I was just like, oh, I love him so much. I love this side of him. Mox gets put in his own barbed wire, which now I wasn't yeah. happy about. Um, and then just the camera cuts to Eddie Kingston just drenched in blood, looking like he's just about to commit a heinous crime. Yes, with what you call a gas canister, but we call it a, um, like a, a petrol um, can. Um, so he's just walking <laughs> down with that, douses yeah. it. Douses it on Jericho, and then, he was and then trying you, to kill the man. And then you get this mini, mini little wrestling match between Danielson and Eddie. Mox losing his mind, and then Jericho wins by knocking my guy out. Like what the hell? I just, man, I just love the fact it, that Jericho gets drenched in whatever you want to call it, gasoline or petrol, and <laughs> like. He's going to be a wizard. <laughs> surely, Look, surely this is the time to wizard out of there. Like, he's trying, trying to wipe it off. I'm like, it was just like... Just run away! Just, I was just like, I hope he doesn't get too close to any pyro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but what this is setting up is glorious, and I'm sorry, but this match trumps every single stadium stampede and pretty much any yeah, other match it's... I've ever seen in wrestling. It was just brilliant it was great and it's what it, did you it, think and it was well you covered just about everything I, I will say with the gas thing i kept thinking you know with the price of gas in the u.s right now <laughs> that was the most expensive segment on the show it was more expensive than any pyro that went off probably more expensive than cm punk's contract <laughs> he just wasted a ton of gas go out there man but just yeah it's love it. And it's, it, I think it's, it's gotta be, I think it's, you know, we talked about on the, on the prediction show that we both predicted, uh, Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie and, and Santana Ortiz to win this. But, mm. you know, I'd mentioned it, it was kind of back and forth because I thought the only way Jericho Appreciation Society would win if there's another match down the road. Mm. Uh, so I do wonder if there is a blood and guts match in the future involving, it's some definitely not over. Thing. Yes. But I definitely happens. think. Like we've we've now gonna have like you know yeah. how like AW likes its main road feuds and then every now and again mm-hmm. there's a little side street of feuds that yes. goes on. Because I definitely th- think we we're, were starting on a little side street feud. Yeah, because Eddie uh, and uh, and Brian Anderson were not on the same page. Apparently, I Brian Anderson like did not want to witness a murder. He didn't want to witness a murder. I just feel like Marcy's going to be pulled like both sides. Yeah. And he's just got me in the middle of a baby going, seriously, like, what the hell's going on? Like, stop fighting over him. Jericho was shooting fireballs and he almost turned into a human fireball. Oh, it was that close. What? The fact that Eddie Kingston literally just looked absolutely petrifying. And I want to say, it's I, like a I, horror movie. 
exactly. And mm-hmm. I just want to say that I commented on Michael Sidwich of what cultures um tweets about Eddie. And I have to say, like, I generally don't have the vocabulary to describe how much I adore Eddie Kingston. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even as a gimmick or wrestler, as a human right now. He is, me and my friend were talking about this, the guy that only just started watching wrestling recently, mm-hmm. out of how much the fact that he is so open, honest, transparent and real with everything, it draws you into him. And my friend, like, he's struggled with his mental health as well. Yeah. So he, he's kind of, like, drawn to him exactly the same as me. And it's just so... It's just when I saw that picture of him, with what I tweeted, I was just like, yeah, I I get that. I get that anger. I, look, I don't want to kill anybody, but... I get <laughs> you don't want to burn anger. anybody. Yeah. I, I, get, I get the anger of just, like, sheer disdain and like hatred towards someone that you you just you just lose it and when I sent it to my my two friends in our little group chat my other best friend commented going why is this so you because (laughs) I I will defend people that mean a lot to me no matter what but I just thought me and Eddie like completely different people but I get I get that I understand yeah. how you can get to that point. Not that I'm yeah. going to get to that point, but I understand it. So. Just, just, just don't, get to, just, don't <laughs> just don't get to the point where you want to douse me in petrol. <laughs> I and mean, burn I've me got to take a flight. <laughs> I've got to waste it. To get this there. can be expensive. <laughs> Buy your gas before you get here. <laughs> oh <laughs> my brand, god! See if I let you put that on the plane. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, the tag team title match was next, and Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus successfully defended those titles against Swerve and Lee and Hobbs and Starks. I was surprised. I'm sure you were too. Yeah, I was. What was the name of Swerve and um, uh, Keith Lee's team uh, in the end? I thought they called them uh, Swerve in the Glory. I thought that's what I they think, referred I to think them as. I think it was, yeah. I was a bit annoyed because I definitely thought you know, Glory House was an amazing name. Um, so annoyed that they didn't use that. Um, but, Sounds like such, such a fun house. It such, such like... a fun house. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, I'm a little surprised that they've still got the belts. Yeah. And I'm yeah. once again back to, so where do we go? Where are we going? Because... Where are we going? Um, where are we going? I, I know Jurassic Express are in a eight-man tag match. That's the only match, I think, that's announced for Dynamite um, coming up. I think it's mm. Jurassic Express, Christian, and Matt Hardy versus Young Bucks and Red Dragon. I think that's right. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering if we're going to go, since that's the case, if we're going to start a few between Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and either the Young Bucks or Red Dragon. Going mm. from here, the titles. If the titles get put on either Red Dragon or Young Bucks in the future, next, mm. then that would be a direct path to get those titles onto the Hardy Boys. So yeah. I wonder. I wonder if that's the plan to get the titles on either the Young Bucks or Red Dragon, and that's where the Hardys get their titles, their title run from. I also um, think it was very interesting 
with the match that Christian seems to be getting in the middle of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus quite yeah. tactfully as well. Yeah, you can even see Luchasaurus kind of looking over, going, "Wait a minute, what?" Like he's questioning it. So I think that is definitely something that needs to be looked at. Yeah, when they lose, when they lose those titles, this this it, it definitely feels like it has to be yeah because because of something and to start something which we thought yeah. was going to happen on this show. It just didn't happen yet. So, mm. but just like the Julia Hart situation, you know it's coming. Oh, it's just a matter of when. And it's going to be awesome when it happens. Um, then the main event, CM Punk is your new <laughs> AEW World oh, Champion after defeating Adam Page. Uh, how did you like this main event between Punk and Page? This is very, very interesting. Yes. Because it, it sort of leaned into what I was talking about in our prediction show. Yeah, it did lean more towards yours because Punk didn't go heel. It, it wasn't heel Punk that we really saw. No. But and it, it was kind mm-hmm. of doubting Hangman mm-hmm. and Punk proper playing into his mind with the, like, kind of acting as, like, the frail old man. Like, don't hit me with the belt. And then, obviously, Hangman's having that conscience. Yeah. And it's rattling around his head and he's like, I've got to do it, but I don't, and like the ref's down, he's like, oh, what do I do? Yeah, and the yeah. fact that he wasted them seconds means he lost the belt. Yeah, and he did the right thing by and not using the And he did the, the right belt. thing again. Yeah. So. And it cost him the title. It, it's like every time he does the right thing, yep. it goes wrong for him. And I love how that is still the narrative, even though he's been a champion. It is yeah. still that narrative, because it, it literally... It kind of goes along with what they were trying to do with Hangman from the start. It shows that even your success does not cure your doubts and anxieties and stuff. You still have to battle them no matter what success you get. They're still going to be there. You have to work on them problems. You have to work on that for you to enjoy your success. And that's the hard bit. Now, Punk obviously was elated that he now is champ. And I really think it's very, very interesting that it's every time he becomes champ, it's summer, which he alluded to in the yeah. press conference. Yeah, he did. He did. Very, very timed well. Like you said, he's more of an autumn guy. Like, he, yeah. like Same, same. Yeah. Um, so I really am intrigued to see what goes are moving forward. I'm intrigued to find out Hangman's take on the whole situation. I think he needs some time off, right? But, you know, going forward, I want to see Punk's reaction as a champ in places. I think the belt's going to look amazing on him. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to suit that. But I'm also very interested to find out who comes rallying for Hangman. Like, yeah. who's going to be there as a support system? Because last time it was the... Times before He's... that, it was the elite. He hasn't really been with anybody since he got that belt. Yeah, he sort of pushed the Dark Order away a yeah. little. And yeah, he's definitely pushed the elite away. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So, yeah, he's he's 
he's a little bit by himself. So it, I, I would, I would anticipate. I think is 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 it as great as it's gonna or as fun as it may be to see CM Punk with the title. And I'm a bit heartbroken because I did want Paige to win. I wanted I yeah I, we I picked Punk to win just like you, but I wanted deep down I wanted to see Adam Page hang on to that title. I think a lot of people did, but I didn't. I think his story after this may be more interesting than than, than Punk's story with the title. Yeah, I mean he to see what. Um, road that Paige goes down may be a really interesting story, just like it was leading up to him winning the title. Mm. Like, like we've talked about so many times, it's the journey a lot of times yeah. that is the the fun part or the interesting part instead of the destination. Mm. And I think with with Paige, I think we kind of found out it, the journey, him getting to that title, was what was so exciting. Uh, now he he had a good run. He had some some great matches. He beat some some majors, some big time opponents. Not only to get the title with Kenny Omega, but to keep it. Um, but it was the story that it, to get there is what was so great. So I think now uh, it's going to get back into what's really his wheelhouse. Uh, him being kind of the underdog in this uh, now. Now that he doesn't have the title, he's back to being the underdog again. Uh, that that guy you really want to root for to see, to see him pull out of, of of defeat to see him rise back up again. So and um, then. After all that, mm-hmm. he's going to punk champion, Eddie champion, Danielson champion. Oh, look, not as champion again. So that's your, your championship lineage? That's what's going to happen? Well, it is if MJF disappears from the company. If he um, doesn't disappear from the company, it's punk, MJF, Eddie, Danielson, yeah. Mox. MJF's the next champion. He is Book if he it. stays. Book it. He's... T- He's he's gonna be the next champion. You can go what, ahead. What WWE or AEW? NAEW. You can go ahead and write it in pencil. Type it up. Don't. I mean, write it in pen, not pencil. Not pencil. Pen. Is put he gonna be your new in, Titanic buddy? No, he's he's gonna be the next champion. Yeah, he's he's my next Titanic buddy. We'll we'll, we'll do that. Okay. Um, I'm hanging on to that one. He will be. You've already let go of Hangman. He's something. He will now. be <laughs> the next AEW World Champion. It makes so much sense. Um, he's going to be hope? it. No, it's it. He's going to win it. He's going to win it in Chicago. It all out. Uh, uh, those, no, I'm just kidding. That would be something else, wouldn't it? Could you imagine the uproar? If he won that at all out in Chicago, that place would burn to the ground. Not just that, um, but Twitter would implode. I can just Yeah, imagine but Twitter too, yes. Yeah. What's going to happen? Meltdown. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still I'm I'm going with him being the next world title. Your your lineage is not bad either, but uh, I just it's gonna... want it to get to marks. I don't care how it happens. <laughs> yeah. I just, just want, want it to connect... end up with marks. You just want to connect the dots to get to Moxley. I get yeah. it. He deserves it. He deserves it in front of the crowd. But it is an exciting time for sure. Uh, it's a new era coming out of this. Uh, not just because of of. CM Punk being the new champion, even though I wanted Paige to keep it. I think it's exciting that Punk's got it. Uh, exciting for what Paige's journey. Exciting for what a lot of these people coming out of this pay-per-view, what their stories are going to be. Exciting for the new people that are coming in AEW. But the reason I think it's, good, it's, it's a really interesting time for AEW and for AEW fans is because coming out of this pay-per-view, it's unlike anything else. Because mm-hmm. we usually have a three-month build to a pay-per-view. In this case... We have Forbidden Door in a month. It's so for the, for the first time, we have a month build to a pay-per-view. 
So I think, and then, and then after Forbidden Door, we only have two months to get to All Out or around that, close to it. So mm-hmm. this, the windows of the builds are shorter here than what we're used to. So mm-hmm. where it takes things a little longer to play out, I think it's going to be sped up a bit. So we're, I think we're going to get be hit with some heavy hitters over this next month to get to, to, to Forbidden Door. I think it's going to be a great short build to get to this. It's going to be so quick. And then after that, just a two-month build all out. So I think this these next three months in AEW are going to be insane just because you're not having to have a three-month long build to the pay-per-view. So buckle up. I really think because of this unique situation that we haven't been in before with AEW, it's going to be really Really fun these next three months. Yeah. Got a feeling. Got a feeling. So get ready. And both of those shows are in Chicago. What the heck, man? Come on. Give give us give us a pay per view in Atlanta so I can go. I can you go are aware this thing. country called the UK. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming eventually. Okay. That's what everybody keeps saying. Remember, they're going to have the, the show at the, at the in Blackpool with the bouncy house and all that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we hope you enjoyed uh, Double or Nothing, and we hope you enjoyed our review of Double or Nothing. Um, but before we go, I want to remind y'all, please, to give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow the show at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow that girl, Sarah, at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. Well, thank y'all so much for hanging in here with us for this review. Um, thank y'all for giving us your time. We appreciate it. Y'all be good out there, be good to each other, and we will see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Yeah, oh, by the way, who, who won the predictions? Nobody. Yeah, Did I didn't mention that. No, because the only the only match that would have been the difference maker was the tag match, and we both lost it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, That's see, like the we first were, time ever. Yeah, we agreed on every single thing except for the tag match. So the only thing that would have changed, uh, won it for us was that. And by gosh, the one thing we didn't pick won it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah it's I their fault mission. for doing three-way. That's it. That was it.